This is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Monday, good afternoon. I'm Kira Revens with Red FM's News Podcast. A man in his 20s is due in court in the city today after a woman was knocked off her bike last week. The incident happened shortly before 4am on Thursday. Jamie O'Hara has the details for Red FM News. A woman was cycling on Sarsfield Road when a man approached her and pushed her from her bike. The man then picked up the bike and cycled away from the scene. The woman wasn't injured during the incident and did not require medical attention. Gardaí from Toker began gathering CCTV footage of the area and began searching for any online adverts. The bike was spotted on a lost and found social media page and was recovered, while a man in his 20s was arrested in relation to the incident yesterday and will appear in the district court this morning. Gardaí are encouraging bike owners to take photos of their bike and also to note the serial number, which is located on the underside of the bike, close to the pedals. Jamie O'Hara, Red FM News. Management at Skibbereen's Ludgate Hub say people have missed the social aspect of work. The co-working space in the centre of the town says the lifting of restrictions has brought life and people back to Skibbereen following months of restrictions. They expect employees to embrace a hybrid model of working from home and the office and say they're confident that a second hub in the town will prove successful. A survey from the National Remote Working Survey found that 95% of people who could work remotely were in favour of doing so into the future. Speaking to Red FM News, Ludgate Hub Manager Elma Connolly says people have missed the social aspect of their work days. People like the idea of working from home, but they miss the networking or the water cooler chats that they have in here and it breaks up the day for them. We see like some people, they just come in, they don't need to be here, but they want to be here. The connectivity is great, but for a lot of people as well, it's that shared conversations, it's the networking opportunities that they get when they're in a place like Ludgate because you never know who you'll meet when you come in. Catch up on Cork with our new daily news podcast, Red FM News Extra. I'm Rory on sports and Phil Mickelson says he'll cherish his victory at the USPGA Championship for the rest of his life. The American became the oldest major golf champion in history after finishing two shots clear of his nearest rivals in South Carolina. It's the second time the 50-year-old has lifted the Wanamaker Trophy, with his first win coming 16 years ago. It's very possible that this is the last tournament I ever win, like if I'm if I'm being realistic. But um, the point is that there's no reason why I or anybody else can't do it at a later age. It just takes a little bit more work. Gareth Bale says he won't reveal what his future holds until after the Euros. The Wales captain scored twice for Tottenham as they secured the Europa Conference League spot with a 4-2 win at Leicester yesterday. Bale remains coy when asked by Sky Sports if there was a chance he could remain at Spurs next season with his loan from Real Madrid at an end. It'll just have to be it'll have to happen after the Euros. Um, I know, I know what I'm doing, but um, yeah, it'll just cause chaos if I say anything. And there's a full round of fixtures this evening in the SSC Electricity League Premier Division. The champions, Shamrock Rovers, are in action. They look to put their last Dundalk on Friday night behind them when they host second place Sligo Rovers. That top of the table clash kicks off in Tala at quarter to eight. The five biggest stories in Cork today. This is Red FM's News Extra. I want to uh, bring Una Butler on air because Una Butler, the Cork mother, lost her own two beautiful little darling girls, Zoe, who was age six at the time, and Ella, who was age two, when her husband John um, um, committed filicide, which is the murder of the two little girls and his own suicide. And uh, I remember... Uh, reading interviews and chatting with Una in the past where she was saying that every day is waking to a nightmare. And she joins me by phone. Una, good morning. Good morning, Neil. 
how have you been over the last few days with this story? I know you don't wish to, to comment on it in too much detail. I appreciate that. But how does it make you feel? Well, it's, um, it's quite shocking, actually, listening to all those comments there. It's very disturbing, really, you know, to be listening to those comments. But um, I suppose um, it's over 10 years since um, my children were murdered or were taken by their father, you know, who was suffering with his mental health. And um, since I, I researched since 2000 in the Republic of Ireland, 53 children have been murdered by a parent and um, 37 cases of where a parent has killed a child, you know, or children since 2000 in the Republic of Ireland. But um, of those cases, 60% of the parents that did kill had a, a previous contact with psychiatric services, you know. Yeah. I, I, and um, yeah. That's why, you know, I was um, campaigning for changes for, for family members to be involved in the treatment of somebody suffering with their mental health, especially yes. when they're living with children, you know, on yeah. the same roof. Yeah, you, you, your, 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 your quest, if you like, has been to allow a family member to have access and be part of the treatment of a, a loved one or a partner who's suffering psychiatric issues or, or, or depression. But they, they've always said that it would break Patient confidentiality, isn't that right? But but that's the thing, you know, patient confidentiality doesn't have to be broken by including a family member, by including a partner in the treatment. You know, the medical professionals can gain a greater insight into the behaviours of the patient and not depend solely on what the person that's suffering with their mental health is telling the medical professionals. The medical professionals, in turn, do not have to disclose any information to that partner unless... They, they like it's medical counsel. They know that they can break confidentiality if they feel that there's a harm to that person or others. But like patient, like the, everybody is to gain the patient themselves. Like any person in their right frame of mind isn't going to do that. Um, you know, yeah. For a mother or father, I, I researched where a mother or father had had killed a child just to see, and there wasn't any official statistics at the time, mm. and. Any any parent wants the best for their children. And unfortunately, my husband killed my two children. But I believe that had I been included in his treatment, the medical professionals would have gained a greater insight into his behaviours. Thus, in turn, he might have been treated differently. Yeah. You, you, you were aware, though, uh, at the time that John was in treatment, were you? I was aware, yeah. But he had been discharged in August of that year, uh, in 2010. But, um, the, you know, I suppose I, the, there was a review carried out, uh, I suppose, with in the difference with the Morley cases that there's a response, the government have responded and saying they're going to look at le- legislation, which is a very positive thing at this moment in time. But I was banging on doors for a long time before I even had an in-depth investigation into my husband's treatment. And I only received that five years after it happened. There did, hadn't been any investigation at the time. Did they say that in August of 2010, when he was discharged, that he was making a, a, a very strong recovery, was it? Well, the thing was, I did ask the question. You know, there are still questions around that that, ha- that I have never been answered for me because um, I was told that he wasn't depressed at the time, yet he was still being prescribed the same medication that he had six months previously and continued to do so, even though they deemed him that he wasn't depressed, you know. Mm, mm. And I just felt I wasn't included in his treatment. Um, if I had, like, the, if I had been included, I think it should be made mandatory for a person to be involved in the treatment. 
Get the Red FM News Extra podcast wherever you get your podcast or on redextra.ie.